Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Now, here's the host of WP Tonic, Jonathan Dinwood and John Locke. Welcome to WP Tonic, episode 169. Today, we've got not one guest, but we've got two. We've got AJ Morris and Chris Lemma from Liquid Web. And before we get into today's roundtable, I want to give thanks to our sponsor, who is Liquid Web. Uh, well, Liquid Web's been known for years as a managed hosting company with tons of options. Recently, they've designed a managed WordPress offering that's perfect for mission-critical sites. And if you are looking for improved performance, maximized uptime, and incredible support, Liquid Web is the hosting partner you've been looking for. Because every Liquid Web managed WordPress customer also has iThemes Sync integrated into their management portal. And what this means is you can update several sites with a single touch. So if you sign up today using the discount code WPTONIC33, you'll get a 33% discount for the next six months. Visit liquidweb.com slash WordPress to get started and use that discount code WPTONIC33. And with that, um, let the panel introduce themselves, and we'll start with our guests. Uh, First, we'll start with uh, AJ. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Hey, I'm AJ Morris, uh, product manager here at Liquid Web. Um, I, I do uh, many different things, um, anything from marketing to uh, working with the, the development team to help uh, shape uh, the product. Excellent. Uh, and then we have Chris. Chris, introduce yourself. For those who don't know, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do. Sure. My name is Chris Lemma, and I am our Vice President of Products over at Liquid Web, um, where I'm spending a majority of my time right now on the managed WordPress uh, platform. Excellent. Uh, next up, we got Sally. Good morning. I'm Sally Getch. And oh, we have a message in the chat already. Very exciting. Yeah. Uh, and. Uh, I run uh, WP Fangirl and also the East Bay WordPress Meetup in Oakland, California. And uh, you will uh, frequently see my cat on this podcast. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, and then we've got Lee Jackson. Tell us a little bit about yourself for those who don't know you. You're on mute. Unmute. I'm Lee. I run Angle Crown. It's a WordPress development agency that works with designers. So we convert designers, uh, designs into WordPress themes and also run the WP Innovator podcast uh, for design agencies, which is pretty cool. And like being on here as well. Oh, we love having you. Thanks, man. Uh, oh, no problem. And then I want to introduce my co-host, uh, Jonathan. Jonathan, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do, who you are. Oh, hi there, folks. My name is Jonathan, and I'm the founder of WP Tonic. We're a WordPress support maintenance company. Awesome. And I'm John Locke. My business is Lockdown Design. And what I do is custom WordPress development and local SEO for blue collar businesses. Uh, so, jumping right in, uh, let me ask Chris uh, a question that a lot of people 
I maybe wonder. You're well known in the WordPress community. You're known as being a uh, leader. You even have a whole website dedicated to uh, leadership and, and high performance. Uh, you, you had a lot of options uh, to go to a WordPress company. Why did you choose Liquid Web and what about it attracted you to them? That's, uh, that's a great question. Um, I did have a lot of opportunities and I consulted with a lot of companies and I evaluated a lot of uh, opportunities. I think when you're uh, when you're evaluating, and this is for anyone evaluating any kind of job, you're looking at uh, the mix between what do I like to do, what would deliver the most value for the organization, um, and uh, where is there, uh, you know, where is my skill capacity going to be most leveraged, right? So um, I think of myself much like, or, or my, my job and career opportunities, much like a, an, an asset uh, in terms of investment, right? You want to make the most return on that asset. So um, I could go do something where I only use one part of my skill, but I would likely be compensated for that one part and I would not get the benefit of the other parts. I also would potentially get uh, bored if I'm only doing one thing of the multitude of things I like doing. And so, uh, as I was evaluating and looking at a lot of different companies, Liquid Web had um, the the greatest opportunity and was offering the greatest opportunity to have the most amount of impact across the most amount of disciplines. So I currently manage the product engineering of the managed WordPress product, but I also manage the product develop the, the product road mapping and planning. So I, I obviously work with AJ to talk about the product management of that product. So it's product engineering, product management. I also manage the product marketing of it, um, as well as some of the other products that, that are in-house. And so um, that's that's where you have, you look at something like this and you go, oh, I'm going to have a, a wealth of opportunity to have an impact. I'm going to bring all my, my marketing and my people leadership and my product leadership work all into one, uh, whereas some of the other opportunities had had less of that. Uh, the other thing, obviously, was Liquid Web is not the first or second or third company stepping into the managed WordPress space, right? Um, there's a lot of players that are already there. And so um, that challenge or that puzzle of being able to step into a space where there's 10 people in front of you and you go, what does it look like to enter the market late? Um, and, and what do you do from a uh, – what's the narrative you tell? Right? What do you do from a product management perspective when you're stepping in and everybody else is already kind of defined, well, this is what table stakes are. So Liquid Web offered me the opportunity to model out what does it look like to do that and the challenge to do that, uh, both of which I was excited for because I felt like I had a vision for what managed WordPress could be even seven, eight years after it was introduced and there's still some gaps and you go, oh, I think there's some things we can do here. So. Um, that's a long-winded answer for why I joined, but it was a, it was the best opportunity, uh, the most opportunity, and one I was very excited about. No, definitely. Um, I, and the next question, that kind of leads into the next question that I want to ask AJ before I uh, turn it over to the panel. Um, AJ, in, in the WordPress space, like Chris said, um, there's a lot of people who are already doing managed WordPress hosting. Liquid Web has been around for a long time, but they're kind of jumping into this space where there's well-established players. Uh, in, in the WordPress ecosystem, 
before you could just kind of slap the word WordPress on a lot of products and services, and that could suffice. But maybe now we're entering um, an age of maturity where differentiation of products and services is becoming more emphasized. How is Liquid Web um, seeking to differentiate itself in a market uh, th that's starting to mature? You know, I think, I think as Chris said, you know, us not being the first, second, third, fourth uh, person to market, we've, we've really been able to identify some of the gaps in, in what managed WordPress is, right? We've, we all kind of have an idea of what table stakes is, um, and, and you see that in, in the players um, out there today. Um, but what you don't see is the, the table stakes, uh, or sorry, the uh, gaps, right? And so I think that as we start to address some of those gaps, um, that really is what differentiates us. Uh, we look at, at um, what, what type of hosting we've done in terms of a managed host for the last 15, 16 years. Um, we, we've primarily focused on um, mission critical sites, right? Something that uh, a site is is your main uh, driver for your business, and I think that that plays uh, well into the managed WordPress space, right? We we want to focus on those mission critical sites, those sites that are are driving uh, you know revenue for your business. And the other the other thing I'd add is um, I think some of what we're able to do is go into some places that other people haven't wanted to go and really still don't want to go. So it's not like I'm competing with uh, a WP Engine, right? Uh, I love WP Engine. They're fantastic. And what they say to their customers is, we will help you manage your WordPress websites. Um, when I worked at Crowd Favorite, we had several clients who said, well, most of my site is WordPress, but I also have this database that is connected to, say, a .NET application to present content, right? how do you do that? And most hosts would go, well, that's, uh, again, if you're in the managed WordPress space, you're like, we don't, we don't touch that. Like, that's not what we do. We do WordPress. And at Liquid Web, you go, oh, yeah, I got no problems with that. Like, we can spin up the environment to help you run your .NET app, or we can spin up your environment to help you with your Rails app. Or and so you start looking at what does it look like to serve that managed customer that is predominantly WordPress, but also has other needs. And that's a space most of the managed players are not attempting to go after. They don't want it. So you're not even competing with those people. You're just picking up some of the places that you went. Nobody ever wanted that, right? So that's why I think when AJ says there's a gap, it's a it's a gap only in the way we define it and the way other people didn't define it, right? They just mm -hmm. said, this is our box. We're going to play in this box. And you go, that's great. But there are clients who are outside of that box um, who who need things, right? Uh, and so I think there's a there's a great opportunity to kind of flush out and fill out what does it mean to do managed WordPress today versus what it meant seven years ago. No, I think that's excellent. Um, like you said, there's a lot of people, uh, clients and customers that need more than what's being offered uh, in the managed uh, in, in the established manage WordPress space. So what you're doing is is redefining like for yourselves like what that means to to be in that space and go in the places where where um, other people don't want to be. Um, Lee, do you have a question? Uh, sure. Well, I, I think 
the gap that you're talking about, uh, I think, we're, are you talking more of an enterprise level sort of client? So you've got customers, you've got the WordPress website, but they may have, I don't know, some sort of complex uh, CRM product that's on Microsoft, I don't know, Microsoft Dynamics, if that even freaking well exists anymore. Uh, and they want to, uh, they want to connect that with a, you know, I don't know, web to lead or something like that. They've got some technology that's doing that. They want to be able to integrate with that. And there are a lot of limitations on WP Engine. For example, you just can't do any of that, and there's no there's no kind of technical support with that either. Is that what you guys are saying? We are there for those guys, those enterprises, SMEs that have that sort of uh, that need to integrate more complicated solutions or work with other platforms. Well, you 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 jumped to uh, a a a, ex- a perfect example of an extreme case, right? Where you go way up market because. Uh, you're talking about an enterprise who has Microsoft Dynamics, or whatever, and you go, yeah, at some level there's that, but but you can you can scale that way down to the mid market, right? Where someone's okay. like, um, uh, there is a there is a uh, flower vendor, right? They they basically deliver flowers like 1-800 flowers or what have you, sure. um, but their entire database of flowers and availability and whatever is their own making, it's their own homegrown system, but it's a SQL server database with a .NET front end and it lets people, you know, look at stuff. But the whole rest of that website was also a homegrown CMS. So when they migrated to WordPress, they're like, this is great for my website. And all of a sudden I'm getting more traffic. Yeah. But I have this little database that presents data based on what you search for and look for. And you go, how do I bring that over? And many hosts out there would go, well, well, go, go do that somewhere else and then do an iframe back over here. And you go, it's kind of not what I was looking for. Right. So um, you don't have to go to Microsoft dynamics to get this need of uh, multi-platform, you know, dynamics. Uh, And that's just one, when we talk about like, kind of a gap there there are there are a multitude of others right we're getting ready to launch next week a feature that helps you uh automatically upload or automatically update your plugins right and you go there's no host in the world that wants to update your plugins right because they don't want to they even though this is managed care right um and and we're saying well manage is supposed to manage right it's supposed to take care of it for you but you go yeah but i don't i don't touch your plugins because what if it what if it you know, borks your, your site, right? And you go, oh, but there's a way to solve that, right? So uh, next week we're releasing a feature that will uh, essentially spin up an, uh, a staging environment, right? And then uh, take photos of your website and then do the update of the plugin, then take more photos, then do the visual diff of the photos. And if there's no difference, right, then they can update the plugin on your, on your production. Only if you let them, right? I mean, like, only if you let us, it's an automated process, but you go, we're seven years in and no one's been updating plugins, right? Because of the fear factor. And you go, that's a, that's legit. I get it, but it's not an impossible problem, right? Um, so we tackled it and said, this is a, this is what we want, right? Because we know we have customers that uh, either never update the plugin for fear that it's going to ruin their site. They're like, I know that it works with this version, so just leave it be. Or mm. people who only update by just clicking the update button, right? You click update, 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 and then they just hope. Like, let's just hope it all works. And you go, ah, uh, that's terrifying, <laughs> right? So there are some places where we can step in and say, I think we have a, I think we have, uh, you know, we have a way to do some of this. Now that won't, that won't solve everything, right? Photos are not the only way to tell, but it's the one that most humans interact with most, right? Where you go, did something physically change? Like you've, you've seen sidebars that, take the middle of the page and you go, ah. Um, so there are other ways to look at 
whether or not there's there's issues, but but the image snapshots are one of the first ways to do it. That's pretty cool. Uh, well, just sorry, guys. Uh, also, though, on that, w with regards to things like usability, backend stuff, that wouldn't solve that problem, would it? Um, so, do, are you guys looking at anything further? So, for example, I have an old plugin. It requires something, some old version of jQuery, which sp span up the latest version of WordPress. In the backend, I can no longer post pages or something like that. There are still other problems that could potentially come from that, though, aren't there? Yeah, I mean, I, th I think there, I think there are a lot of different ways to to step into this and again we are we are at the beginning right of mm -hmm. rolling sure. out a new product. um but i think i think what what we're what we're seeing at least the traction we're seeing from the people that i'm talking to as we're as we're playing out this feature set is um there's there's a whole bunch of areas where uh people can still tell you today again seven years into managed wordpress uh I don't like this. I don't like this. This is frustrating to me, et cetera, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that tells you for as mature as we are, we are, there's still room to grow. And so we're looking at those spaces and going, okay, uh, what does it look like to be able to deliver value in that, in that space? Sweet. S Sally, did you use some for AJ and Chris? I don't, but I see one of our, uh, <clears throat> one of our live listeners does. Denver Profit. Yes. Yeah. I and I don't know like how much of that was just answered in in this question, but he was he was asking if you guys are dreaming up recipes such as Spark UL Server Vagrant uh, at all uh, to the Liquid Web team. Uh, and and another thing he said in the chat is uh, Flower Shop would also relate to my Spark UL question. He started using a plugin from WordLift for better data vocabulary, but just taking pictures uh, won't, possibly won't detect plugin collisions with data management in his humble opinion. So those sound like many different statements rather than one question. <laughs> yeah. um, so he's absolutely correct. Taking pictures is not going to be the only issue uh, or the only way to solve the issue. And you're, you're absolutely right. But it is the predominant way humans evaluate change, right? So um, again, I'm not we're not building a product that is purely for developers, right? I'm building a product for customers, right? And customers where these sites are, are mission critical. And so for them, you go, what do you do to test it, right? And they go, uh, use my eyeballs because I wasn't doing a scan of the software. Mm -hmm. I wasn't looking for namespace collisions. I wasn't, that's not what people were doing. Developers will do lots of things, right? Customers will yeah. use very simple tools and methods for doing it. So we don't ever want to over-engineer a solution. So we started with taking pictures because it's a it's a it's a very practical way that people automating what people are already doing, yet doing it so that they don't have to do it, right? Um, separately, it's a, a flower shop would also relate to my Spark QL question, but I don't know what that question was, so I don't know if it's somewhere there and I missed it. Um, but if you do have a Spark QL question, I'll see if I can answer it. And then you started using a plugin from WordLift for better data vocabulary is a statement. And yay to the statement. I don't know if there's a question there too, but if there is, I'd love to hear it. There you go. Uh, Jonathan. Yeah, uh, um, I'd just like to Unmute yourself. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you um, um, <laughs> I'd just like to ask uh, AJ and Chris, um, so 
what do you like about the competition and what do you think they've done wrong? That be WP Engine and maybe Flywheel. Um, what do you think are their strengths and um, what do you think they're not quite doing so well? AJ, you want to take that or you want me yeah. to take it? Yeah, uh, why don't you take it first? <laughs> um, I think they're doing a ton of stuff really well. So I want to be very, very clear. Um, I think WP Engine and Flywheel, the two examples you just used, are fantastic companies and they are doing a ton of amazing stuff. Uh, everything from the the innovations and the way that WP Engine has worked with their um uh, management portal and the, and and what they're doing uh, is is fantastic and has kind of set the the stage for everyone else who followed up behind them. Uh, Flywheel went further to say let's let's redesign some UI specifically to uh, deliver um, value to people who really don't want to look at uh, infrastructures that look like cPanel. So um, and there's nothing wrong with cPanel if that's what you're into, but but not everybody was, right, uh, or is. And so um, I think those guys have innovated a tremendous amount and they're doing uh, incredible and amazing work. So um, I think the most important thing people don't grasp uh, all the time is that because someone's doing great work doesn't mean there's not another opportunity for someone else to do great work, right? Uh, and that can mean that you're going to look at different segments of the market, right? Go up market, go down market. So uh, Media Temple, for example, recently rolled out a – a very high-end solution that more competes with someone like Pagely, who's doing amazing stuff too. And Pagely's going way up market, right? As they cut out more and more of their lower-end uh, offerings, you can see I'm going after the up market, which other people are like, no, I'm not going to go after the up market. You look at a GoDaddy who's going to take all of their stuff that used to even be in the pro solution, and they're pushing that pro feature set, right? With SSD drives and and uh, staging sites and all that down to four dollars or six dollars a you know uh, a month and so there's a lot of players who segment the market uh, in terms of spend or in terms of the complexity of the sites and they go uh, we'll go up market we'll go down market and all of them are doing interesting and and good things so um, you just have to go okay is there a segment in that market that is either untapped. Or is there a feature set that's missing? Or is there a dynamic that you want to um, work through that becomes uh, important, right? So um, I don't know that I, I I don't know that I think through or have a list of places where they're weak or um, not doing as well. I do know that they have their own constraints, and I want to be clear: those are different things, right? So just because someone uh, has a constraint doesn't mean they're they're doing something poorly or they're weak. They just have drawn the box and said, this is what we want to focus on. So WP Engine, for example, has said, we only do WordPress websites, right? That's it. That's our, that's our bread and butter. And there's more than enough WordPress websites to do that. And you go, that's great. That's powerful. But it is its own constraint. Because again, you can't help a flower shop or anybody else who has a little bit more than WordPress going on. And you go, okay, well, that's a nice place we can go to. Um, you get into Flywheel, which has uh, its own constraint because they they started as a, a folks that focus on designers, and so initially they didn't even have access to the database. And then they had uh, they've created their own UI, which beautiful to 
do certain database tasks, but there's some people who are like, no, but I want low level access to all the things, right? SSH and PHP my admin and like I want access to all the things. And you go, well, that's not going to fit in the constraints they've defined for themselves because because they're they're targeting a certain kind of market. So I don't look at it as more where's the weakness and 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 what are we going to go after? It's more about where have they defined their own constraints and are there other places we can step into to add value to the people who felt like another offering would make sense if it did things beyond or are outside of or around what currently offers. If all we were going to do is create another Me Too product, there's no there's no point in doing it, right? Because those companies are doing a great job at it. What I'm hearing, sorry, what I'm hearing, Chris, as well, which kind of excites me a bit, is with WP Engine, we've got sites with clients on WP Engine, but part of the problem is, is there are certain services they will not activate. So you, you know, there's no PHP zip archive. We can't do stuff like that. There's things that us as developers would like to be able to do for our clients, and we're very limited with WP Engine. Again, like you said, it is great, but it has set that box it set a hell of a lot of limits which means often we've had to take people away to elsewhere to a non-wordpress dedicated solution i think i'm hearing from you guys that we're kind of going to be getting almost the best of both worlds we're getting you know someone who is focused on wordpress but we're also going to get a hell of a lot more control or a lot more power which to me as a developer is very exciting if i've got the wrong idea though just let me know yeah so so yes and no Right. I want to be really, 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 really clear about what I'm not saying is we're going to do manage, but we're also going to let the Wild West run and any developer can do anything. But also we're going to manage it because it doesn't work. Right. Like you can't like the reason companies have constraints like that is because they're also trying to help tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of sites scale up and manage all within an environment. So you constrain the environment so that you control it, so that you can grow it. So that all makes sense. I think what, what, I'm, what I'm saying is there are still places for us to create opportunities and give access to things that people previously didn't have access to. Um, will that mean that it's the developer's dream? That isn't my target. Right, it may become a developer's dream. My target is still what, what AJ talked about, which is those mission critical sites. Mm -hmm. Right, so people who run business on their sites. So our smallest plan, I think, is a hundred dollars. Right, so we're there's a whole segment of the market that we're just not touching. Um, but the other dynamic is there's a whole segment of the market that we're not constantly upselling. Right, tons of us have been in a situation where we've bought a plan for five dollars or ten dollars, and then realized. I think the reason I got this plan for five or $10 is so I could give them my phone number so that they could call me all the time to upgrade me to the $30 plan, which then they're calling me all the time to upgrade to the $100 plan. And I'm like, I, I don't want to run a, a product line that, that uh, is constantly upselling you, right? So you, you, you take some of that out, which also means you take some of those customers away, but also means you take some of that support cost away. And then you go, I'm just going to start at a place where people are saying, I'm only going to spend that kind of money if I'm building the kind of product, if I'm hosting the kind of site that makes it make sense, right? So it is a different segment. Um, the target is to deliver value to that segment. I think what that means as an ancillary consequence is that we will end up having certain features that developers might really enjoy, um, but that's the ancillary consequence. It's not driven by that. So I'm not mm -hmm. building the developer's dream and then hoping to God that they bring me clients um, and that those clients want to spend more than $10 a month, right? Like I, that's... That's a, that's a convoluted engineering approach to building out and, and solving the problem. We start with who the target market is and what they really spend and what they're really going to do. And then from there you go, okay, what do we have to deliver to them? 
and how do we help the agencies that and the and the developers that help them and then you go from there but it will result in certain things that developers will go huh i'm so glad this is here and it sounds like as well we've got the same target market you know we 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 deal with people who are doing business on a daily basis they want to invest in hosting uh, and the consequence of you serving them will sounds like go is going to serve us as the development agency because we're going to have a managed service, but at least some semblance of control. So, for example, Flywheel not having SQL access was a nightmare. Anyway, I'll shut up, guys, because I'm hogging the space. But thanks. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. It, it uh, seems to me the important question here is is not what are the other people in the space doing badly, but what are they not doing at all? Yeah, it's it's. I, I think what you're what you look for when you bring a market when you bring a product to market after the market's already existing is you look for where are people currently, where can those customers, can customers in that market articulate gaps or challenges or things that are missing? And is a segment of that audience large enough that you can serve them? If that segment is large enough that you can serve them, then it becomes interesting to build them a product, right? If it's like one out of every 10,000 people wants access to, to PHP MyAdmin, then you go, I don't need to build a product for that one guy, right? Um, this is the very nature of what happens when engineers build products uh, is we are always doing it for that one guy, which happens to be us, right? You're like, oh, I have an itch. I'm going to scratch it. We build a product and then no one else wants to buy it. You go, no, no, no. Start from the outside in, but there are gaps. We're seven years in and there are still things that when you talk to an everyday person who says, I have all these plugins, I have to update them. I don't know what's going to happen when I click update. I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, they tell me to use staging, but then how am I going to use staging when all of a sudden I've also updated posts, but now my staging's out of sync and I can't bring them back together. And you go, these are problems that we have known about for years, right? Um, they're hard problems. They're not simple ones, um, and they're not they're not problems that everyone wants to spend money to solve, right? Every customer would say, I want all the things and I want them all for $7. And you go, right, that's, that's not going to work. So there's a whole bunch of evaluation calculation you're doing to say, is there a gap? How big is that gap? Is there a segment that fits in that space that wants that and will pay for that? And is that something we want to go after? And if, if all those things align, then you go, let's go, let's go build it. And for us, I think we said there are still some gaps and there is a segment of people who are doing mission critical websites that they still have features they need and they're willing to spend on it. Uh, and that the existing platforms today have for whatever constraints they've chosen, whether it's pricing or uh, infrastructure or support or whatever, we can go in and, and find that spot because of who we are and our background and we can build that out. Oh, for that was a, thanks, Chris, a fantastic answer. Um, before we go to our break i just want to ask both you chris and uh, aj was you really surprised when godaddy actually bought wp curve um i was um i just like quickly your reflections on that i don't think i was i was really surprised i think that they're um you know really wanting to hit the the wordpress market um in, in a way that really helps uh, their customers, right? And I think that their their customer segment is is different than ours, um, and and they want to provide those tools 
uh, and, and tools in, in this case is, is a, a person to be able to help them uh, to help their customers uh, build build a WordPress site, right? And do do some of the things that, that you guys do. Um, you know, and I think for us, we're looking at at that as how do we become your partner um, and, and move alongside you and, and become a partner in that. My, my take is, and I don't know if you know this, Jonathan, but over 60% of the customers that GoDaddy had um, or that GoDaddy has that pays that really low price for a monthly service. We all tell ourselves a narrative, right? We tell ourselves the narrative that they're super cost conscious and they don't spend any money and they don't want to spend any money. But over 60% of their customers that buy those low end plans still pay someone else to build them a website. Okay, so think that through, right? You, if you're telling yourself the narrative that they don't spend a penny, right? Other than $3 or $5 a month, you're wrong, right? 60% of them were going and spending money to build the site, right? And you know who they were asking who to build the site? Think through the, 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 the workflow, right? Buy the domain, buy the hosting. Who are you going to ask who should build my website? You're going to ask GoDaddy. And so here's GoDaddy sending those referrals. You remember they started building out a, a partner network, right? They created the pro, the, 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 that was, you know, they had pro the product, but they also had pro the network. And they were inviting people to sign up for pro the network. As they're inviting people to sign up, what is it for? It's to be able to send leads out, but that means you're sending business away. Why not just buy WP Curve and keep the business right there, right? You buy a network of resources, then you don't have to send the links, the leads away, and you just say, we'll just build the websites for you. 60% of those customers are, are wanting to spend more money. Why wouldn't we take it from them, right? Um, so it, it wasn't super shocking to me. Why, I, I follow the logic completely, Chris, but is, isn't a problem with scaling? That's the whole point of a hosting company you can prototype a service into but when you go into a service element like that you've got the whole problem of um, scaling haven't you right which is why they probably decided not to hire one person at a time put a manager in place and hopefully build that business up they bought a company that had leadership and staff and we're already doing that same thing, right? Because that that is that is how you you scale into or step into that space. Is you don't you don't try and organically build it. You acquire it and say, okay, when they fill out the form of who, it's now it's no longer who, it's what, and we route them right to you guys, and you guys do your thing and make us money, right? It's a different it's a different approach to it, but it's a way to solve it. Right. Well, I think we should go for our break, John. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's right about that time. So when we come back from the break, we're going to be talking more with AJ Morris and Chris Lemma of Liquid Web. See you after the break. Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30 day money back guarantee. So don't delay, sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com, just like the podcast. We're coming back from the break and we're talking with AJ Morris and Chris Lemma 
of Liquid Web. Um, we had one question in the chat room uh, that said, uh, and it was concerning CXS IDS in the WordPress cloud. And this question said, even though it's coded for cPanel, have you looked at IDS in general for security beyond security plugins for WordPress? So, so uh, IDS, um, which I'm pretty sure means intrusion detection, but it could be they could be referencing something else. Uh, um, uh, should never really be about a plugin. So uh, I'm I'm just I'm just going to give you my opinion. I'm not a security expert, but I'm friends with others who are. Uh, if you are trying to manage security on the site itself, um, you have already given up the fact that there's a whole bunch of infrastructure below the application level um, that you have left unaddressed. So. The, the best, and, and, and I say application, I mean WordPress, but below WordPress, right, you're running that on a web server, whether it's Apache or Nginx, you're running that with uh, an operating system like Linux, you're in a network. So there's, there's tiers, there's layers to that stack. And if all you're going to do is try and solve it at the website level, you're, you're, first you're skipping and missing all the rest of that stack. But the other thing you're doing is you're taking on the entire burden of performance through your site, right? Um, you're asking, you know, you're asking your app to do the work, right? So you're spinning up CPU cycles, um, and 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 uh, usurping the performance of the site itself to kind of protect the site, um, and that uh, that's that's not that's not super great, right? Because uh, it's going to affect your performance, and and frankly, uh, you want to solve that at a different level, right? So. Uh, if you talk to security experts, right, um, they will they will tell you that uh, the best approach, even to WordPress security, uh, is to be looking not at the app level, um, but to be looking from the network perspective, starting from from the very outside and then coming in, right. And so uh, you look at what the folks at Security have done with um, their their uh, what is it? It's not Cloud Moxie. Is it Cloud Proxy? Right. Um, yeah. It's it's the name of their it's the name of their uh, you know Cloudflare competitor, which is a proxy level that is not only doing not only doing proxy stuff and helping you with performance, um, but it is uh, additionally doing in intrusion detection. You look at what um, iThemes and even Jetpack with with their purchase of Brute Protect, um, they're doing where they're looking at brute attack brute force attacks, right? Um, and uh, and 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 they're checking to see what's what's going on in one part of the network and how they protect the rest of the network. So, um, in general, when someone says, and and I, I see this note here, uh, I wasn't suggesting that the questioner was saying at the app level, but but the way in which the question was given to me included all the way up to, are you doing more than plugins? And I'm saying the answer is never plugins, right? The answer is always uh, at the uh, network level and then coming into the operating system and going from there. So uh, Liquid Web, the managed WordPress product is not tackling that directly because Liquid Web as a whole has some security folks that are looking at the whole thing altogether. And the partnerships that Liquid Web has uh, and is looking at for security is across the whole board because they're running uh, the the network. Now, the good news 
is that Liquid Web owns its own data centers, right? So um, you know how, again, every time there's kind of a network outage, there's someone who points to someone who points to someone who points to someone, and it's almost like you're looking at two mirrors that are looking back at each other, and it goes on for, and you're just pointing forever. Um, Liquid Web owns its own data centers. And so because it owns its own data centers, uh, it can control and manage um, the uh, the security approach and the infrastructure uh, across the board. But it's not specific to the managed WordPress product. So I want to be clear. The, the answer is, A, it is critically important that you look at it from the network and OS level, far more than it is the plugin level. Um, secondly, Liquid Web is doing that, but the managed WordPress product, which is what AJ and I are spending a majority of our time on, is not solving that at the specific product SKU level. We're looking at it from the um, overall Liquid Web level, and they can do that because they own and manage their own data centers. Thanks for that question. Um, anybody else on the, the panel have a question? I don't want to jump the line here. Um, we do a lot of multi-sites. Um, just kind of putting it out there. I guess you guys are okay with that sort of thing. We are in the process of rolling out some uh, some features to enable multi-site uh, for our managed WordPress products. So um, it's it's coming in a uh, it's coming in a release uh, that will also include a whole bunch of uh, URL redirection and URL parking set of features, right? Because multi-site, even though there's a lot to multi-site, which we already support, the the um, specifics around if you're doing a multilingual site uh, and how you have to, you know, how they use multi-site for the multilingual and how you do the redirection is stuff that we're digging into and making sure that we have for, across all of our use cases, not just multi-site. So um, we initially rolled out with a little multi-site, then realized that some of our redirection stuff was having an impact with it. So we rolled it all back and said, we're going to wait for a second for multi-site. Now we're finishing up the redirection stuff and rolling it all back out. So um, we will be able to support not only multi-site, but then a whole bunch of other features that are related to URL redirections. You, you guys are saying a lot of really good stuff. <laughs> this is all music <laughs> to my ears. <laughs> well, you know, if if all we had to say was we're doing what everyone else is already doing, it'd be a very boring webinar. Web <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, I'd like to um, ask a broader question to you, Chris and AJ. Um, it's been an ongoing kind of theme on our panel show about how decisions are made in the WordPress community. You know, that recently it's linked to security the whole um, thing that happened about the restless API um, and then another kind of security discussion that Matt replied to but also there's been discussion about how fundamental decisions are made is it really quite clear to you how decisions are made in the top echelon of WordPress and do you think that should change a little bit? Wow. Softball <laughs> questions is what yeah. this is, right? AJ would love to answer you. Yeah. I, I, I will say, uh, you know, in, in the last 10, 10 years or so, having been involved with WordPress, I think that um, 
it's getting more clear. Um, you know, I, I look at, at even, even three or four years ago, it wasn't really clear how those decisions were made. Um, it, it seems to have changed a bit. Um, that, that inner circle is, has kind of gotten uh, broader. Um, but but I, I think that there's still some transparency that, that can happen. Um, and and uh, I think that as we, we continue to move forward, we're going to see um, hopefully more transparency there. Um, when we're talking about WordPress core development, right, and and the decisions that go in there, I think if you you broaden the question out even further, that that gets that gets uh, money. So so when we think about decisions, right, there's decisions at at a whole bunch of different levels that are happening all the time. Um, there are people who are building products that sit on top of WordPress, and those products they, they're all making their own decisions, right. And um, anytime someone is mad about core or the pace of core or the pace of how something's going, you know you have alternatives, right? Like you can build yourself a product. You don't have to, you know, inject it into core. And I think people think, well, if I put it in core, then everyone will have access to it. And you go, yeah, but that also means everyone will have access to it, right? So the the requirements and the the um, the focus, the the risk mitigation that's required for that is very different than building your own product. And so um, there's a whole wealth of decisions you can make to build out whether it's a hosting product or a plugin product or a theme product. You can build anything you want if you if you're not saying the only distribution mechanism is either through the core code base or through wordpress.org, right, um, or .com. Uh, so, so I think there's a whole wealth of decisions that are being made all the time that uh, are worthy of being looked at, right? Um, my friend Syed Bulky runs WP Beginner, also Optin Monster, and most recently Monster Insights. But, but he literally created uh, WP Forms after everybody had already created all the form products, right? And you go, uh, what are you doing, right? And he was told the very same thing that James Laws was told at WP Ninja several years ago going, um, Gravity Forms already does it all. Like, why, why would you get involved in the market, right? And these are folks that have, like, uh, um, Ninja Forms just announced they have 800,000 people down, you know, using or activating the plugin. 800,000, right? And the majority of that growth has been in the last year, year and a half. Right. If you go back and see what the number was, I think two years ago it was two hundred thousand, right, or or uh, even less. And so you're like, these guys have rocketed up, but they didn't rocket up like at the very. They're not old school. These are new market entrants who have stepped in and said, I'm going to go do something, and we're going to drive it, and we're going to target it, we're going to message it, and we're going to grow it. So we tend to think we. It's easy to get upset that, you know. Matt is doing something at the core level or making decisions. Most recently, I saw the email or the, the posts and the comments go back and forth about uh, telemetry, right? Data collection and should we be collecting data and then should we be using that data to make, you know, to make decisions about the product and, and core and whatever. And you go, yes, I get it, blah, 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 like all, all, all to the whole debate, I get it. But at the same time, you're like, you know, you could just create a telemetry plugin, right? Now, Again, I love what Morton's written, and I love the proposal, and I'm sad the proposal uh, has been closed down. But the reality is you can create a plugin. You can get a whole bunch of different people, including key plugin people, to activate it, to turn it on, to do something. And you can do it outside of core and still collect a ridiculous amount of valuable data. Um, so, yes, there's 
Matt and leadership and how core makes decisions and what goes in and what goes out. Um, I have, I have discovered in way more marketplaces and way more, uh, uh, environments uh, for software development that getting upset at the rules on the playground is a bit of wasted time. The playground is the playground. Like if you show, if you take your kid, I don't know how many of you have kids, but if you take your kid to a playground and it doesn't have swings, you have to look at your kid and go, do you still want to play with the rest of this playground or do you want to lay down on the ground and throw a tantrum? And no parent likes the kid that lays down on the ground and throws a tantrum because you're like, I brought you to the park. It doesn't have swings, but it has a jungle gym and it has a, a swirly thing and it has a nut, you know, it has a little train around the outside and you go, enjoy what's here. WordPress is its own playground and you can decide uh, to, to play it and play by the rules and play with what's there. And then you can also add and do your own things or you get on the ground and, and throw a fit because it's not doing it the way you want it to do it. And again, I'm not characterizing anyone's efforts as having done that because I, I haven't seen it done in a long time. Um, but I know that's our inclination, right? Our inclin inside is to like, I should write a blog post about this. I should get angry and I should rise up the people in revolt. And you kind of go to, to what end? Build it in a plugin, build it as theme, build it as a hosting product, build it as whatever, just do your own thing and 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 stop worrying about really uh, how this is playing out because this is just one angle on how decisions get made in WordPress. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. That makes a ton of sense. Be the change that you want to see. Don't wait for other people to do it. Isn't that a song? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Um, I thought it was a fantastic answer, Chris. Um, my only feedback about it is um, on Malton's defence, um, I met Malton at the last... Uh, also, I think um, we bumped into one another at the last word um, campaign, San Francisco. Um, but it's been an ongoing theme for Malton about how fundamentally decisions are made in the WordPress community. And I think it's been an ongoing thing on our panel shows because a lot of um, commentary websites have been pushing a lot of stuff about that, basically. Um, I and, think and you know... First of all, I love Morton, so I think Morton's fantastic. Um, but but you know, part of that is what we're writing about on our blogs, right? And and that is the definition of insider baseball, right? Because no customer I have ever interacted with has even known who Matt Mullenweg is, right? Like you say Matt Mullenweg and they're like, who's that? And 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 the, the guy behind The Simpsons? Yeah. <laughs> That's what most people think. Right? <laughs> like like so so they're not they don't go to word camps. They don't they don't they don't listen to podcasts. They're not reading the news. So this is all just stirring up in like just us. It's just our it's it's and it's not even us as in fifty thousand, a hundred thousand, uh two million people. It's us as in like 5,000 people, right? 5,000 people who are reading all the, we read post status and we read tavern and we, and we watch these podcasts There's 5,000 people who are getting upset about something that the rest of the world doesn't even know is happening. Right. 
there are people who are never, ever going to ask the question, how are decisions getting made in WordPress? Because they're like, I want a website, right? I don't know if I told you, but I want a website and, or I want a store, an online store. And how do I get my store done? Right. And, and if your attention, uh, and your thinking is focused on on Matt or decisions and core and who's a who's a core committer and who's not and who should be and how come this patch isn't getting committed. It's very easy to get pulled into that and spend a lot of time thinking about it and writing blog posts about it. And these are there are people that write blog posts about it, um, including myself at times have written a blog post about it. Uh, and you realize the audience that normally comes to your website is looking at this going, I don't understand, what, like what is this, right? Um, and so if you're, like, if you're an agency, right, or you're selling a WordPress product, the insider baseball posts don't do anything. It's, it's akin to writing release notes. Most customers don't read release notes either, right? They're like, it's just, that's not interesting to me. Tell me a good story. Um, help me with my business, right? But navel gazing uh, doesn't help. So I appreciate Morton and the rest of the folks that are having this discussion because it's a worthwhile discussion to have, but let's be clear, it's not the majority discussion that's being that's happening outside of the 5,000 people, right? The rest of the world is just going, I need a website, should I use WordPress or not, right? And I need to do a store and should I use WooCommerce or should I use something different, right? Should I go with Shopify? They're asking those questions, not how are these decisions getting made? And so the, the, the decision-making process especially if it's being bounced about by developers, right? If developers are having this conversation, that's where my response is to say, but you're a developer. Like you can build any answer you want without anyone else's permission. The only reason you need Matt or Automatics or, or the foundation's permission is if you want to play in that playground, right? But if you don't use .org's repository as a way to distribute your code, you can do anything you want, anywhere you want, however you want, at whatever price you want, and you don't have to worry about it. Oh, so I actually do agree with you, Chris. Um, I just want to get one uh, other question. Um, WordCamp USA, um, I, on a positive note, I thought the three areas that Matt said that resources are going to be really focused on was a very positive... Um, change in um, I'm looking for the right word Chris um, change in focus and they were really um, the decisions to get away from predefined um, releases um, to a more um, I feel a more logical approach it was great news what what was your reaction to what was announced so I, I've been building software for 22, almost 23 years. And uh, the announcement was neither the first nor last time that uh, intelligent and well-intentioned people will make the exact opposite argument of the previous argument they made when they made the previous argument. Um, so if you recall the last WordCamp San Francisco, Matt made the case that we need to have scheduled releases because going on with code until you finally feel like you get it right without any kind of time sensitive pressure is what ruins the release. Um, and now we got the 
scheduled releases are what's ruining the ability to do the right things, et cetera. And I'm, I'm, I'm totally honest, right? Let's be very clear. Um, in two or three years, we're going to go back to we need scheduled releases, right? Because if you do this long enough, I've been managing software development, particularly in the enterprise software space, but I've been managing software development for 20, like uh, 22 years. Um, and every two years, I change my mind. Every three years, I change my mind, right? And we always go back and forth. There's only a, a limited, finite set of options anyway, right? But what happens is you go down a path until that path doesn't serve you, and then you make the case for going down another path, and then you you run that till it doesn't serve you and then you go back to the other. So um, it, it's not it's not shocking to me, but I also, I won't get super upset about it. Um, I wasn't happy with the decision the last time they did it when they said, we're going to have three to four releases a year because I'm like, oh, for certain customers, that's horrid. Uh, so I'm also, you know, I'm not, not a fan of we're only going to have three focuses and we're going to have no release dates. I'm not a fan of anything uh, if it's poorly done and I'm a fan of all the things if it serves you and it's, it's well done. So... Um, I listened and I listened amused, right? Because I was positive that it wasn't that long ago that Matt made the exact opposite case. And I'm positive that in a couple of years, Matt will make the opposite case again um, because this is the way it works in software. So I, I didn't have too much of a reaction at all because I'm like, yeah, yeah I, I could have told you we're going to go this way and then we'll go the other way, right? Sometimes you need to focus and the three focuses uh, at some level makes sense. Sometimes you need to focus because you need to get the whole ship focused on the right things and saying, this is what we need to move forward. The larger the organization, right, the harder it is to get everyone to focus, which means you have only one of two approaches to go. Either get everybody focused on one or two things or split people up into teams and get a lot of different people focused on a lot of different things and start making you know, small advances, but iteratively and quickly. And you'll watch us go back and forth, back and forth. That, that, that won't shock me. Oh, thanks, mate. Johnny, got a question? And uh, might let the panel, and then uh, we'll wrap up the podcast part of this. Yeah, my last question is, um, you know, to bring it back to, to the very beginning, you know, Liquid Web, it, it, they've been around a long time. They're they're trying to make an impact on the managed WordPress market. So they're they're doing like lots of efforts, um, and part of it is uh, appearing on you know podcasts like this, uh, doing various efforts to to you know get the word out. When it comes to marketing on any level, but specifically in the WordPress ecosystem, how important is it to be involved in the community? as a whole, as a marketing effort? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, speak a little bit about that. Um, I think, you know, f for several years, uh, Liquid Web really wasn't known in the WordPress community. So I think that there's an aspect of getting involved in the community, getting your name out to those 5,000, 6,000, you know, that that group of, of WordPress uh um, you know, diehards, right? Getting, getting them to understand that, hey, there is another player out there um, and, and here's what we're doing. I think that, that in opposite that though, there's, there's a much larger group of people that, that as Chris has kind of pointed out several times that they just want a website, right? They, they want this, this website, they, they've chosen WordPress and we need to go after them, right? Because ultimately our, our customer segment is that mission critical site. And so we want 
you know, we want to find people that are our agencies that are uh, developers, designers, um, you know, that are going and working with, um, you know, those, those customers that are building those sites so that we can say, Hey, how can we help them? How can we be a part of, of what they're doing? Um, and, and I think that that's, that's where we start to, to focus, um, you know, more on than just, just the, just the WordPress community. So I think, I think being part of a community, uh, is fantastic. It's critical, not just for the market. So, so we think about marketing, right? You think about, oh, it's pushing messages out, right? But how do you know that the message is the right message? How do you know that the message is a working message? So you need a feedback loop, right? And a feedback loop, strangers are not going to come back and tell you, hey, I didn't like your, I didn't like the way you shared that, right? A feedback loop normally comes from your community, right? A way to say, uh, it's not just about, I need the community so I can sell more. It's, I need the community to give me, a, to be my friends, right? And to give me the honest feedback to say, I think that's good. I like what you're doing. I like where you're going. Or I wouldn't do that, right? That's very scary to me, right? And here's why. Or I didn't understand what you were even saying right over there. And you go, uh, oh, okay, um, let's see if I can try and say it again better. So I think one of the things, I, you know, I, I've spent a, many years building relationships and rapport um, with folks in the WordPress community. And, um, and, and at this point, right, as we get ready to roll out some, some new product and new features and what have you is I count on those people to be able to give me the feedback loop so that I can refine the message to the rest of the world. I'm not just selling to 5,000 people. I'm not just selling to uh, the people that go to WordCamps or that sponsor WordCamps or that go to, uh, um, you know, visit Post Status or, or Tavern or, or watch podcasts like these. I, I, the, the, my community is my set of friends who will be honest with me, right? And then I use that feedback loop to then message to the rest of the world, right? The people who aren't thinking about WordPress as an insider, but they're just thinking about getting their site done, right? Eddie Bauer is never going to show up at a WordCamp. Um, neither the Eddie Bauer techs, no, the decision makers, whatever, the guys who run the website at Home Depot are not going to show up at a WordCamp. They're, they're, they don't read WP Tavern. They don't read Post Status, right? So um, I want my messaging to stick with clients like those that we have. But in order to do that, I need to test it in uh, and work in a community where people will be honest and give you give you the feedback that is that is right on. So, I think I think for everyone having a community like that and being part of it um, allows you to get that feedback loop in, and so it's critical for everyone. Now, I think that's uh, excellently put. Um, Corey Miller just recently said something like that as well. You know, having having sidekicks and getting honest feedback from from trusted people within your community is, is so vital to messaging. I'm sure I stole it from Corey. Uh, just there you go. Somehow. Cool. Well, we want to be respectful of your time, so we'll let you get on with your day. Um, we want to thank Liquid Web again for sponsoring this episode and uh, you know the continuing partnership that we've had. I uh, want to remind our listeners uh, that you can go to liquidweb.com slash WordPress, enter that coupon code WPTONIC33 to get 33% off uh, your first six months there. Uh, hopefully we've made a good case, uh, you know, for going with Liquid Web. Um, and with that, uh, AJ, how do we get a hold of you? Uh, I'm on Twitter, AJ Morris. Uh, pretty much all the web these days uh, is, is something AJ Morris. So uh, you can get a hold of me that way. 
And Chris, uh, how do people find you? Uh, I'm at Chris Lemma on Twitter. I'm, uh, I blog over at chrislemma.com as well as a new one I'm spinning up on Liquid Web. And uh, uh, I have a contact form on chrislemma.com if you want to reach out as well. So lots of different ways to reach me. Definitely. Sally, how do we get a hold of you? I'm at Sally Getch on Twitter. Uh, WP Fangirl is my website. And if you can spell my name, you can find me. I'm unique in Google. <laughs> so number one, only one. Uh, Lee, how do we get a hold of you? Uh, just head on over to WPInnovator.com or on Twitter, Lee Jackson Dev, where I live. And soon, AngledCrown.com as well. Okay. Oh, yeah. There you go. Jonathan, how do we get a hold of you? That's really easy, folks. Unmute, um, Jonathan. Oh, God. I can't hear you. <laughs> There's a lot of people who would like to meet me. Aram. No, not really. Aram. <laughs> um, it's quite easy to get hold of me, folks, um, at Twitter, at Jonathan Denwood. I do reply to my emails as well, not straight away, but if it's obviously a genuine question from a real person, you get a reply for me. And that's at Jonathan at WP-tonic.com. Excellent. And you can find me on Twitter. I'm lockdown underscore. You can find me at my website, lockdowndesign.com. And so for the WP Tonic Posse, in effect, we want to say adios, sayonara, arrivederci, and get your dose. Whatever that was. Cheerio. <laughs> Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.